practice transitions from songs and you get super pumped about it like this is going to be the best transition and and it goes good at practice and then and then it bombs during during worship and they didn't bomb they did good it was awesome but I know I know what it's like you're like okay here we go and it works and you're like yes but you can't show the people that you're inside excited <laughs> well I hope everyone had a wonderful Easter I know that some of you were traveling and we missed you. We miss you when you're gone. Oh, it's good to see you all back. Did you see the sign outside? How exciting. We got a sign, it looks so good. So thanks to everyone for uh, helping with the sign. It looks amazing, we appreciate it. Uh, we're gonna start in Jeremiah 17 this morning. Um, sorry, will I get reset up? Jeremiah 17, verse 7. It says, Blessed with spiritual security is the man who believes and trusts in and relies on the Lord, and whose hope and confident expectation is the Lord. For he will be nourished like a tree planted by waters that spreads out its roots by the river, and will not fear the heart, the heat, when it comes, but its leaves will be green and moist, and it will not be anxious and concerned in a year of drought, nor stop bearing fruit. Another version says, it does not fear the heat or even the drought. Its leaves stay green and its fruit is dependable no matter what it faces. Psalms 92 verse 12, says the righteous will flourish like the date palm, like a palm tree, long-lived, upright, and useful. They will grow like a cedar in Lebanon, majestic and stable. We're going to talk about trees this morning, if you haven't guessed. Being planted like a tree. Oh, in um, Jeremiah 17, it says, those blessed are those who hope who put their trust in the Lord. They will be like a tree planted. The, the, those that trust in the Lord, they will be like a tree planted. And so, God began to talk to me, and, and we're going to talk about this next week as well, God began to talk to me about being planted. About our roots going deep. So I want to start in uh, Colossians 2, Verse 7, it says, Having been deeply rooted in him, and now being continually built up in him, and becoming increasingly more established in your faith, just as you were taught and overflowing it with gratitude. So he says, Having been deeply rooted, so first, we're deeply rooted. And then it says now, after that, now you're being continually built up in him and you're becoming increasingly more established. So first, we're rooted in him. And as we have roots in him, then we are growing up in him. We're being built up and we're becoming more established. But what's the first thing? Being rooted in him. And the first verse we said, trusting in God relying in him causes us to be trees planted 
First Peter 5, verse 9. I'm taking my time so people can read along with me. It says, but resist him. Be firm in your faith. Resist who? Resist the enemy. But resist him. Be firm in your faith against his attack. How? Rooted, established, strong, immovable, determined. Knowing that the same experience of suffering are being experienced by your brothers and sisters throughout the world, you do not suffer alone. Resist him. How? By being rooted, established, and immovable. Being planted in him. How do you resist him? Being planted, being rooted. And as I was studying for this, or as God was speaking to me about being rooted, he was saying, that there are so many of us in this generation where we like quick things. We want things to go and happen quick. We, we, you know, we put our food in the microwave, we want it now. We have fast food, we have Amazon Prime. My husband loves Amazon Prime. <laughs> he just loves Amazon. <laughs> but we want things and we want it right now. But roots, they take time to grow. They take time to go deep. And so often, God puts us in a place and sets us in a place, and we get frustrated because it's not looking like what we thought. <clears throat> I know God has a plan and a purpose for my life. I want it now. I want it right now. And what do we do? We go and we dig up that seed and uproot it and it has no time to grow roots we have to get planted so that our roots can grow down deep I've written here until you stop going to what was comfortable you will never grow until you stop going back to what was comfortable A lot of times, you know, things are required of us and we don't want to go through the process. From point A to point B, there's a process that happens in the middle of it and we don't want to go through the process. So then we just take our seed and we go back to what was comfortable. But the Bible says that as a seed uh, goes into the ground and dies, it then produces fruit. That it's going to have to be uncomfortable things. It's going to have to be pushing past what is comfortable. What our status quo is. What we like. What us for and no more. All of those things. I don't, I don't speak in public. I don't do that. I don't, I don't do this. I don't do that. But God's requiring more of us. But we go back to what's comfortable. You will never grow back where it's comfortable. To produce fruit, you have to grow. Which means you have to come out of what's comfortable. <clears throat> I can tell you guys don't like this. <laughs> Is she talking about change and being comfortable? I'm leaving. 
Jeremiah 17, 7 to 8, we've, we read this. It says, but blessed is the one who trusts in me alone. The eternal will be his confidence. He is like a tree planted by water, sending out its roots beside the stream. You think of the life of Joseph. Let's, let's think about this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell the story of Joseph. I know some of us know the story. Some of us don't. So I'm going to uh, tell you as fast as I can from start to finish. Joseph, favored son, coat of many colors. His father gave him a beautiful coat. And he was favored. He was just really liked by his dad. His brothers did not like this at all. It didn't help that Joseph would often have dreams of his brothers bowing down to him. And so then he would tell them, you know, I, I had this dream, guys, and you were all bowing down to me. And uh, <laughs> it didn't help him any. And so they, they decided that they were going to sell Joseph into slavery. They were going to sell him. And so they devised a plan, they sold him, then they came back and told their father that, you know, Dad, Joseph, had an unfortunate accident today, and he was killed. Yes, Dad, we are sad too. We're all grieving about it. It's sad. And they showed him the coat, like, look, here's the proof. Yeah, he died. It's sad. So they go on with their life. Joseph uh, lands himself in Potiphar's house, and he has great favor with Potiphar. Great favor. He's working with Potiphar, and again, like, you know, just things are going good for Joseph. Until Potiphar's wife thinks that Joseph is hot, and he wants a piece of Joseph. <clears throat> it's true, it's the Bible. So, uh, so she starts seducing him, and hey, Joseph, and you know, Potiphar's gone. And Joseph refuses, like, no, I, no, I don't do that. And uh, then she cries rape, like he tried to rape me, and so then Joseph is in trouble again, and now Joseph's in jail. And so Joseph's in jail for some time, and then he, he has great favor, and now Joseph's running the prison. And, and, and he has amazing favor, he's running it, and then these two guys who served Pharaoh, they land up, in, they end up in jail. And so they have dreams, and Joseph interprets them, and uh, the one guy, uh, it was good for him, and this guy, he says, you're going to get out, and it's going to be good for you, and he goes, but just like, when you get up, like, make sure that you tell Pharaoh about me, okay? And he's like, for sure. I'm going to do that. And he gets out of jail. This guy gets out of jail. He gets up there, does not tell Pharaoh about Joseph. Two years. Two years go by, and Joseph's still down there waiting for that guy to tell, <laughs> to tell uh, Pharaoh about him. Doesn't do it. And then one day, Pharaoh has a dream, and he's trying to find people to interpret it. And then that's when the guy was like, oh yeah, there was this guy in jail this one time. He interpreted my dream. I forgot to tell you about him. And so then uh, he goes, cool, send, send for Joseph. And so Joseph comes, interprets a dream. Everything goes well for Joseph. He is then 
pretty much ruling the land. Pharaoh has great favor on him and is like, I'm going to give you all of this responsibility. And so then he's ruling the land and then his brothers come to him. And just as he had dreamed, his brothers had come and bowed down. But if you look at all of this, is Joseph knew that God had a plan for his life. He may not have known exactly how it was going to unfold or exactly what it looked like, but he knew God had a plan for his life. But there was a process that he had to go through. And all during that process, Joseph was planting roots. He was, he was planting, he was, he was growing roots. He was learning to trust God. He had to do it. He had to go through it. He was, he was rejected. He was sold. He was mistrusted. He was lied about. All of the things. He had to go through it. He was growing roots. He was being planted the whole time. Some of us wonder why we are where we are. You're being planted. You're growing roots. It's not the time to uproot yourself because you're frustrated, because there's a storm, because times are tough. No, no, those are the good times. Those are when your roots are going deep. You gotta go through it. It's getting you ready for something. Jesus, 30 years, 30 years, didn't do anything. He was being planted. His roots were growing deep. Was he anointed? Yes. Was he appointed? Absolutely. Was he the chosen one? Yeah, he was. His roots were growing deep. 30 years until he started his ministry, he's being planted. In Psalms verse 1, I'm sorry, Psalms 1 verse 3, it says, And he will be like a tree firmly planted and fed by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season. It's all about God's timing. It's all about his timing. With Jesus, it was all about God's timing. Your roots are growing deep so that when it is God's time, you stand firm. You never see the roots growing. And that's where your frustration lies. I don't see, I don't see it. But your roots are growing deep. This is important. You don't see them growing, but they are. Uh, Psalms 1-3, And he shall be like a tree, firmly planted and tended by the streams of water, ready to bring forth its fruit in its season. Its leaf also shall not fade or wither, and everything he does shall prosper and come to maturity. But you have to be planted. Your roots have to be deep. I remember, I remember, um, I used to have uh, daycare. 
out of my house. I worked for, it was a government daycare. It was uh, a program that had just been started by the government and I had children in my home from zero to 18 months. They were at-risk children and it was at-risk moms. And uh, we had six infants at all times and it, it, was, it was great. It wasn't my thing, but it was great at the time. Uh, but it was really good money. And uh, so, you know, we were making quite a bit of money. Shaylee was little. I was able to stay home with her and watch these babies. And I remember I was getting my nails done at a salon. And the owner there, she said, you should come work for me. You should leave your job and you should come work for me. And I was like, ah, I used to do nails. That's not my thing. I do not want to do nails. I did not like it. And so she would bug me. You should come work here. You should come work here. You could make money here, blah, 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 blah. And then she would call me at home. You should come work here. You should come here. Can I? You know, finally I said, okay, you know what? I will come work for you. Uh, two nights a week, I'll give it a try. If I don't like it, you don't bug me and we're done, right? And she says, deal. So. I started, I kept my job uh, with the children and I was working at nights at the salon. And it was within a couple of weeks and I thought, I love this. These are my people. <laughs> and uh, so I gave my notice at the, well, first of all, what I did was I prayed actually. I prayed about it. I had a peace about it. I knew that this is where God was taking me. I talked to Jared about it and uh, he had a piece about it, and I talked to my dad, who was my pastor at the time, asked him what he thought, he had a piece about it. So, um, I mean, this was a complete career change, right? So, uh, so then I started, at the, I started at the salon, working full-time. But the thing about the salon was I wasn't hired to work there. I was now becoming self-employed. And so I wasn't getting a paycheck from anyone. I was having to hustle to get clients, basically. I was, I, I, I was doing everything I could to have clients. And if I didn't have clients, I didn't get paid. Plus, I was also paying rent to the owner. So it was a lot, you know. I went from a paying job to a non-paying job. But I knew it's where God had me. I knew it. I knew. So it's what I could hold on to. I know God has me here, so I'm holding on to it. So a year goes by, and I, I can remember driving to work every day, just like, God, you've got to help me. <laughs> Thank you for clients. I, and, and, you know, I wasn't the greatest nail tech at the time. Now I'm the best. But at the, at the just kidding. <laughs> Uh, but at the time, I was still learning, right? So things had changed since I'd become, first become a nail tech, so I'd pray, God, you know, Holy Spirit, help me. Help me be more creative. Help me do good nails. Show me what I'm doing wrong. Help me perfect this. And, 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 and God, thank you that the clients are coming in and that I meet people. Every day I would drive to work like, God, our first year income tax was minus $300. That's what I filed, minus $300. So Jarrett was paying for me to have a job. But I knew, I knew, I knew that that's what God had for me. Another year goes by and clients start to pick up. I start to get more clients. And eventually I was working nine to nine. I had 
clients coming out my ears. And I was busy and, and, and I loved it. And eventually it came to the place where Jarrett was able to, I mean, he didn't even have the foggiest idea that he was going to be a barber. That wasn't on his radar. One day we watched a show, it was a barber show, and he said, I want to be a barber. And boom, he was going back to school. But God had set it up. Now I was able to support him while he went to school. Then suddenly a dream came alive that, hey, you're in the industry, I'm in the industry, we should start a business together. So then we started a business together and all the way along, God had set these things up, but I had to stay planted. Did I want to quit? Absolutely. It was hard. Clients, people can be mean when you're learning to do something. They can be not nice at all. And so you're having to redo people's nails and give them freebies. And it was hard, but I had to stay planted because I knew it's where God had me. So then we start the salon and I realize that all of it, all of it, the hard times, the clients, working at the salon, I had learned how to run a business by working at the salon. I knew the inner workings of how salon life works. I knew all of it because I was planted. That, that the hard times came and I knew that this is, we just stay steady in this. I learned that in September, in this business, in this industry, September, October is a dead time of the, of the year. It's the deadest time of the year, October. And I remember my old boss, the old owner of the salon, she would say, okay, October's coming. We should all take our holidays because October is a terrible time of the year. And none of us would take our holidays in October because we thought it wouldn't be dead and it would be dead. And then we would think that, oh my God, all of the clients have gone away and we're all going broke. And then they'd come back in November. I learned those things, but I had to stay planted because I knew that's where God had me. In James 1, it says, Consider it nothing but joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you fall into various trials. Be assured that the testing of your faith through experience produces endurance, leading to spiritual maturity and inner peace. And let endurance have its perfect result and do a thorough work so that you may be perfect and completely developed in your faith, lacking in nothing. Consider it all joy when you go through hard times. Why? Because it's working something out in you. It's all for a purpose. The storms, all of it, it's all for a purpose. Remember we read at the beginning, it says, blessed are those who trust in the Lord. They'll be like trees. It's all about trusting Him, that I'm staying rooted and I'm staying planted and I've got my eyes on you and the storms may come and the hard times may come and things may get rough, but I am not going to take up my seed and move it somewhere else because I am not getting the result that I want to see. You cannot see your roots growing deep, but they are growing. Look at this. I in Psalms 92, we read this before, but I, I want to just go a little bit deeper in this. The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like the cedar in Lebanon. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. 
Growing in grace, they will still thrive and bear fruit and prosper in old age. They will flourish and be vital and fresh, rich in trust and love and contentment. This is the verse that God gave me when I began to study. It was this verse. And I read it and I read it and I read it. And one of the things is like, well, what's a cedar Lebanon tree? What's that? Why is he pointing that out? And why is he pointing out a palm tree? What is it about them? So I researched them. A Lebanon tree, like he says, you'll grow like a cedar in, a cedar in, in Lebanon. A Lebanon cedar tree, it is, it'll grow 82 feet tall, 50 feet wide, but 236 feet deep roots. That's deep. They'll live up to 1,000 years. They aren't prone to any type of disease. They flower and smell amazing. That's cool. They bear fruit even in their old age. They're still bearing fruit. It is a symbol of immortality and steadiness. 236 feet deep roots. And that's what he calls us. He says, you'll be like a Lebanon tree. Your roots will go deep. Okay, so why did he say palm tree? Palm trees have massive root structures. When a hurricane or a monsoon come, it may bend, but it very seldom will be uprooted. There was pictures, so I thought I'd look it up on the internet. There were pictures of palm trees. You know palm trees? They kind of look long and skinny, actually. I mean, when you stand by them, they don't, but they look long and skinny. But there were pictures of palm trees in the middle of hurricanes, and they were bent right over to the ground. But the roots didn't come up. They survive in extremely hot climates, in severe drought or dry seasons. It knows how to tap into deep water sources that exist deep within the ground. That when the times get tough, when they go through dry seasons in our lives, we'll know how to tap into deep water sources within. Why? Because our roots go deep. Rooted and grounded in Him. Palm trees actually benefit from storms. When a hurricane or a monsoon comes, it causes the root system to stretch out and the trunk to grow stronger, and then it grows taller and more beautiful. It actually benefits from the storm. So he says, you're a palm tree. Consider it all joy when you go through hard times. Why? Because you're benefiting from it. Your root system is stretching out. The, the base, the foundation of who you are is strengthening itself. Why? So you can grow taller and stand stronger. But, but if the storm does not come, if the hard times don't come to strengthen your root system, 
when it comes time for you to grow tall, you won't be able to stand. That the storms, they're necessary. They strengthen you. They strengthen you. But we often get frustrated, impatient. But the plans that God has for you he is for you to grow tall. But if you haven't dug deep, if you haven't let your roots grow deep, and you grow strong, or and you grow tall, you won't be able to withstand it. You won't be able to withstand what comes. Your roots have to grow deep. And so I want to challenge you this morning that in your frustration, in your impatience, in, 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 in your frustration in the middle of a storm, to not uproot yourself. Because God is doing something in you. You can't see the roots grow. But they're growing deep. Trust God. In the middle of what you're going through right now, trust God. He's got you. Your roots are going deep. It's for a purpose. Remember Joseph. All of those things. Wait a second, God. This looks nothing like the dreams you gave me. Nothing like the dreams. I walk in this road and I don't even understand what's happening right now. You gave me a picture of something and now it seems as though I've even been abandoned. He says, your roots are going deep. Your roots are growing deep. I'm with you. Trust God. Those, blessed are those that trust him. They will be like trees planted. Trust God. Trust God. just going to read this last verse, Adam, you can come. John 15 verse 16 says, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and I have appointed you and placed you and purposely planted you so that you would go and bear fruit and keep on bearing that your fruit will remain and be lasting so that whatever you ask of the Father in my name as my representative, he may give to you. He has placed you and purposely planted you. Don't uproot yourself. Praise God.